Welcome to Gear Talk. I am Chip. And I'm Chris. This is Annie. And I'm Brooke. And today on the show, we are talking about paddles to use or not to use. That is the question. Uh, Before we begin, though, does anybody have any updates on gear? Yeah, I have a little update. Uh, Chris and I used our Keel Pluses again, and Chris shared with me his strategy on how to mount the large Euro style well, buoy. Ju- yeah, in transition. Does it involve like running and jumping onto it while it's floating in the ocean? <laughs> it involves well, it's actually it involves a from yeehaw. swim to run. You have to yell yeehaw. Um, but <laughs> I would love it if you like threw it in the ocean and then ran and jumped on it. Jumped on, it. Jumped on yeah. it. Um But I would always let it, I would open my legs and it would fall down and then I would try to do it behind my back like I was a really good NBA player, a behind mm. the back mount. Mm. Chris said, Oh, I just mounted in the front and then I swirl it. I push it around to the back and I tried that. It was amazing. So what if you're you struggling with the front, well, like it's on your stomach. Well, well, yeah. So so when you, when you when you release it from your thighs, instead, you know, so it just pops out. So right when it pops out, I stand up and then I just tuck it into the the the, the waist rope or the whatever bungee on the front on, of you. on the lasso. And then so I just get it in place and then I just and then rotate it around. around. I just, yeah, they just flip it around to the back, and it's already where where I want it to be. Because I was really struggling. Like, yeah, so I've been doing simple, that since 2016. So brilliant. Oh my gosh. But it I is not brilliant. been doing that. I've been like wrangling it in my back, like trying to blindly, you know. Brooke, you got to pay more attention to your partner. It sounds like I'm <laughs> always behind her when I get out of the yeah, swim. Exactly. <laughs> She's like, I'm not turning around to watch what she does. With her <laughs> but I, I do have another update about my arc. Orno 2. This is a saga at this, this is, point. This is what I'm calling the potentially the, the, the leaky arc saga. I got a hole in mine. I got a tear in my shoulder. Where in your shoulder? It's kind of a weird it's spot, It's like though. a weird spot. It's kind of... Oh, man. In the crease. In the crease when you're... Sh- if it's, you're like, like where there would be friction if you have a lot of sort of... Material so I th- when you're running. Yeah, so I think I didn't put it oh, taunt Like enough. in the armpit, kind of. Kind of like in the armpit, but more on your pectoral yeah, muscles. Yeah, kind of where mine, it would meet That's, that's where I need as well. So I emailed ARC, and they gave me the, like, how to repair it thing. So watch out for that coming soon, probably. Chipper was secretly hoping they'd be like, oh, I'll just send you. Yeah, email. like, oh, you I know. know. I was just, hoping uh, we'll drop some when I said my size try. was wrong. So I did get a tear in it, and then I also was testing out carrying um, some a soft flask in my um, kangaroo pocket, and that, with the suit and the dad bod, made it all too tight, and I actually started to take on water. So I thought of Brooke that maybe oh, if, it got rid of the seal. Yeah, it got rid seal. of the seal because it kind of essentially peaked the front of my suit, so it like That's lent water in. Like it's it fits you. But like adding content makes it too tight that gets rid of the seal and takes on water. And mine is just slightly too big and takes on water. So you have to get that shit like. Yeah. really. Well, I think also the suit wasn't designed to accommodate a mass at the abdomen. I I would. Yeah, it was right in between my chest, like literally. Like in your midline kind of thing. Totally. But the suit's designed for swim runs. So, of course, you have stuff that you're carrying. And that's why you have a 
kangaroo shirt. It was a twenty, you know, a sixteen ounce bottle, fully. Yeah. So, fully, so, so <laughs> I mean, first at the abdomen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, this is how you know that the low tide boys are actually like learning from the show that we're hosting because. You know, when we heard that Austin, that some of the aid stations are before the swims, we're like, oh, well, we should practice Mm -hmm. filling up the flask and swimming with it. So then you have it for the three-mile run that could be super hot and exposed right after the swim. So, yeah, in testing it, we basically figured that out. So we have to either figure out a different position, a different placement. Or Or just down a couple cups of water before you go on your swim. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm a heavy sweater according to my precision hydration score. That is true. Not as heavy as Chris, but I'm also a a heavy, uh, high, I sweat a lot. sweat a lot, yeah. Anyway, that's all my updates. So salty. On gear. Anybody have any additional gear updates? I guess it's kind of related. It's like (laughs) an epilogue to your saga, which was my saga as well with my Arc Orno 2. Um, on on like repair number eight or something of my Ooh. armpit holes, which just kind of would like they'd stay together for one training session and they rip apart again and I would repair oh. them again and they rip apart and I have now put a full on patch a neoprene patch on the whole area on the inside and it's on the outside. Oh. And I used a ton of Aqua Seal. I I probably made it go from like one point five millimeters to ten millimeters thick. <laughs> Your right like, there, like shoulder totally is going to be like super warm. Yep, I'm going to get like two very hot spots on the front of my shoulder <laughs> armpit. But anyway, that's been done, and I'll let you know how it weathers the weathers yeah. the swimming. Well, Chipper's about to you- DIY that tonight too, so we'll also yeah. report back. Did you patch it on the inside, Annie, or the outside? Outside. Okay. But nothing on the inside? Nothing on the inside because what I'd actually started to experience was chafing from my my massive clump of sealant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's a fine art that I haven't learned yet. Interesting. Well, I will patch mine up and I'll report back on the next episode of Gear Talk. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Edge of my chair. Oh, my gosh. So excited. Two more weeks. What they call a cliffhanger (laughs) in the business. Today we're talking, as Brooke mentioned before, about paddles for swim run. Why do people use paddles for swim run? (laughs) That's a great question, Annie. Well, a lot of the top folks do, and I would generally say they do make you faster in the water if you're properly trained up for them. You know, this is something that a previous guest, Herbert, mentioned. It's like the way the sport has evolved, a lot of the top people and a lot of European swim runners use paddles and buoys. Big paddles, big buoys. That seems to be what is, as again, as the sport has evolved, like what makes the most sense if you can handle it. I think we have some science to talk about whether that makes sense or not, depending on your ability. And we're going to talk about paddle education. But Ooh. I think that from what we've seen, um, you know, if you're going to have a full kit with shoes and everything, a buoy and paddles is the best way to be fast in the water, giving everything all the drag that you have. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that every swimmer and athlete should aspire to use paddles because it kind of it's part of the kit. If if you're going to wear shoes, it's a good idea to consider using paddles because how they will slow you down, paddles will speed you up in the water. But there's definitely some nuance to how you want to approach that, which we'll dive yes. into. And here on Gear Talk, we're very concerned about everyone's shoulders. 
and extremely cubs. concerned. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't we talk a little bit about paddle education? And we have a we have a special treat for this part. Ooh, special guest. So we've got John Stevens. Coach John is going to weigh in on the nuances of integrating paddles with your training and. John legend has it that John was actually born with paddles on his hand. He's one of the strongest swim swimmers on the U S swim run circuit. And he is the only swim runner I've ever heard of with a stroke. So powerful. He's actually cracked a paddle in half while swimming, not on a rock on the water. So he and his partner have won Odyssey Casco Bay every year of its running since 2016. He's coached swimming at many different levels and he currently offers his coaching services to triathletes and swim run athletes through Purple Patch Fitness. And we were fortunate enough to get his expertise for this show. So cue John. Okay, so first question, what considerations and technique elements should someone keep in mind if they are interested in safely and sustainably using paddles? Well, I think this is a, uh, a great question because before you start using paddles, I think it's important that you do have... Uh, some idea of proper form and are swimming with proper form. Um, and the biggest aspect of that would be the catch phase of the stroke. So your, your hand enters the water. Um, the ideal stroke is that your fingertips start pointing down, your elbow kind of stays uh, up. And, you know, we call this that, that, that vertical forearm catch, that high elbow uh, catch. And the idea is with that high elbow catch, you're not just pulling water with your hand, but you're actually pulling with your forearm as well. So the idea is you're grabbing water fingertip up to elbow joint. Um, the thing we see sometimes with improper form is that someone will drop their elbow on that catch and will be pulling with just the hand. And when you pull back that way with just your hand, you are using smaller muscles like your bicep and putting more strain on your shoulder. When you keep that elbow up and you're almost grabbing the water uh, with your hand and your forearm and almost just trying to wrap up on top of it, um, you're engaging those bigger back muscles and chest muscles and using some, you know, a bigger muscle like your lat and putting less strain uh, on the shoulder. You're also grabbing more water, um, which is going to help propel you uh, better through the water. Um, so the idea is if you're dropping your, your elbow already on the catch and then you put a paddle on on top of that, um, you're still going to feel like you're grabbing more water because there's more surface area covered with the paddle, but you're doubling the strain that you're putting onto those smaller muscle groups as well as onto your shoulder. Um, the other part of the stroke that you want to watch out for is making sure that you are pulling directly underneath your body. So essentially that left arm is pulling underneath the left side of the body. That right arm is pulling underneath the right side of the body. Something I see a lot, let's say if someone breathes to their right side, if they take that stroke, that left arm enters the water, they take that breath to the right. What they tend to do is push out with that left arm uh, to almost help balance uh, the body out. And what that does is then you're pulling outside your body and that puts a great strain on the shoulder. And if you have a paddle on again, you're going to kind of double that strain that's on the shoulder. Um, so it, it's important to make sure that if you're going to be catching water, do it the right way and then allow the paddle to kind of increase that surface area catch and create a stronger stroke. So it sounds like you can really do some serious damage if you're not yeah, quite ready for the for the big boy paddles. Yeah, or big I, girl paddles, if you will. Yeah, and I think we should just, you know, yield yield our time to to physical therapists <laughs> as the kind of the <laughs> science Where? behind this. Yeah, um, Brooke, I would. Yeah, passing the baton to Brooke. You've done oh. a deep dive into the um, scientific literature on this. 
Yes, and I'll pass it back to you, Annie, because she's our orthopedic physical therapist. Um, Wait, right now you're going to pass it back to me? No, I'm not ready. no, no, Go. no, no. Someone's <laughs> going to take potato. it. How no, take it? I think he's totally right in terms of getting getting the correct form down. Everything he said about the muscles that you're using um, if when you do versus do not have the correct form is totally spot on. Um, that said, I know like in, tra- in coaching and training, sometimes people use paddles to get that correct form in order to kind of feel the water and feel what that catches and feel where the resistance is throughout the pull Mm -hmm. um, phase of the stroke. So maybe using smaller paddles to kind of get your knowledge about um, where the pressure is on your hand versus your forearm throughout that phase of the stroke is good to start in order to gain the technique for a for a good stroke before you even think about a racing and paddles or using paddles long distance and b using giant paddles. Yeah. And a couple ideas for sort of a paddle that you could use in training that could help facilitate that awareness of how your catch is. Um, there's the finesse agility paddle. And so this doesn't have any straps that secure it to your hand. You just mm-hmm. kind of slip your thumb in a little hole And you get immediate feedback about the quality of your catch, because if it's, if anything is wonky, that paddle is going to kind of fly off your hand. So it gives you really good feedback. Yeah. And it, and it's just the size of my hand. Like I don't get any bigger than my hand. So it just creates kind of a webbing in your, in your fingers basically so that you can feel the water. Very similar to those. I actually have you, has everyone heard of the tech paddle? It's a very interesting piece of plastic here and there's one for your left you actually left and right left and right yeah sorry thank you chris uh you actually velcro the bottom half of the paddle to your your sort of the the like the lower third of your forearm and you're holding your hand around a you know an inch circular kind of tube so you don't have your hand in a traditional swimming stroke and open hand so you're kind of swimming like you would if you were swimming with fists so this also gives you that really good feedback and it kind of helps you feel it almost has wings off the side of the forearm and it kind of really it's supposed to help you get that early vertical forearm entry. But I have found even swimming like I'll do, you know, three or four one hundreds with it. And then immediately after taking it off, I can feel that I'm getting a much better stroke and feel for the water. And I'm trying to use this like every single time I'm at the pool just for, you know, five minutes And it kind of just is that reminder that you need in your head, for me at least. So I have found these to be useful, and we'll include links to those in the uh, show notes as well. Yeah, I'm looking at that. That looks really cool. And I think, Chip, you brought up a good point. Like, you use it for, like, five minutes. And that's what we would call, like, in the physical therapy realm, like, neuromuscular reeducation. Like, you're just trying to educate your muscles what they should be doing. Um, initially, and then carry that over for longer distances. So it's not like you're you're starting to learn how to um, perfect your stroke over mm-hmm. long distances with paddles. You're just doing like a few laps to kind of get the feel for exactly. it and then take them off and see if it carries over. Perfect, perfect. And um, this is actually a tip from Coach John about if you don't want to invest in that a special tech paddle for your for that little section of drills in your session, you can actually just take like your flat paddle that you oh, that right. you probably use for a swim run, and in and just invert it. So put the spot where your fingers would go on the paddle, turn it upside down, and put, and put that towards your elbow. Then just grasp 
the, oh, the what would yeah. typically be the wrist side of the paddle hold that so you've got um you've got a fist basically you're you're gripping your paddle and it's extending down the front side of your forearm, forearm and then yeah. in that way it becomes this kind of fulcrum and you can feel that real scooping sensation that you should be feeling that is not just coming from your hand through the water but the forearm that's, as well. That's a great tip, Annie, because exactly I have my paddle here and I held it. That's exactly almost what that tech paddle is is trying to mimic. Something just like, like that. that. So that was super. Well awesome. John also weighed in on, you know, the big question. Huh, is bigger always better in terms of paddles? Right. Uh, so so we're gonna listen in and hear what he says about that. Next question, is bigger better? Ooh, paddle size. You know, we obviously see the pictures of some of these European races, or at least we did a few years ago, with these massive trash can lid uh, paddles. And just because the paddle is bigger does not necessarily mean it's going to be better or better for you. Uh, the bigger your paddle is, the obviously more strength is required to use it. Um, if you're not if paddles are new to you, you definitely don't want to go bigger. You would probably want to start smaller and work your way up. Um, as I said, bigger paddle creates bigger strain. Um, and it also is going to slow down your stroke rate. So you're not going to be able to pull that paddle through the water as fast. So your stroke rate, your tempo is going to drop. And kind of one of the biggest correlations we can see to speed in swimming is tempo and turnover. I mean, the simplest way to put it is if you want to swim faster, move your arms faster. And if your arms are moving slower you're probably going to be swimming slower. So you want a paddle that's going to allow you to keep your stroke rate up, to keep your tempo a little bit higher, particularly in open water, um, and be able to pull through the water with some force. The other side of that too is you got to imagine when we're out there in swim run and swimming in really rough conditions, a bigger paddle can kind of get in the way a little bit. Um, if the wind is really up or if the waves are really choppy, that bigger paddle is going to be catching a lot more wind and a lot more uh, kind of splash and waves as you're using it. And you've also got to run with those gigantic paddles. So where are you going to stick them is the uh, the other side of that. I hope that helps. That's very interesting. Uh, I mean, the insight is obviously there, right? Like open water, which is where these races happen. There's a lot of considerations, not just bigger is better, bigger is faster. Um, and I think the temptation is like, oh, well, if, you know, if the people at the pointy end are using giant paddles and that's what I need to aspire to, but that's not necessarily should come down to performance, individual performance, not just, you know, chasing, uh, chasing what the right just, just folks are using. Totally. And, and it, it kind of makes sense if you put it, try to put it in another, another medium, like you wouldn't go into the gym and I'm like, okay, Chris, do a bench press and you're not going to throw on 250 pounds on the bench press. If you've never done a bench press before, that's kind of the equivalent of like taking a, a Mondo paddle and just trying to swim with that. Like you're, it's just not, not a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've been this past week, like experimenting with like small paddles versus large paddles. And, um, and I'm my, I do a lot of strength training. My shoulders are pretty, they're probably one of the stronger parts of my body Brooke is yoked. <laughs> I think that's yeah, mentioned much woke, a theme woke in this show. Um, anyways, <laughs> and I definitely, um, felt the fatigue even just on short, even just like doing 200s and 300s with the large paddles. The other thing to consider is um, the type of recovery stroke you have. So some people like to do the mm. high elbow recovery and you do drills where you like kind of drag your fingers in the water. Um, that's been thought to be the most energy efficient. And that's how I learned how to swim. And that's how I currently do swim. And so when I noticed I did would in my recovery, 
um, with the big paddles, the paddle tip, because I'm not used to their size, would actually drag in the water as mm-hmm. I'm recovering and um, inevitably good. slow me down. But I, what I'd have to do is compensate for that and really hike up my shoulder to clear the surface of the water before my next entry, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then there's other, you know, other thoughts about that. Some people do the straight arm recovery because that's kind of the, the newer thought now is so that wouldn't be a problem if you did like a straight arm recovery. Um, in terms of like the stroke rate, um, I think that's interesting. Like I, I, my stroke rate rate definitely slowed down with the larger paddles in part because I'm not used to them, but also because they're just like, it's, you have to slow down because you're, you're moving so much more water, you know, so your, your hand in the pull through is going that much slower, but in terms of stroke rate and going faster, I know there's like, there's like that guy, um, oh gosh, Chinese. Swim smooth. Uh, oh no. Sun Yang. Oh, amazing. Chinese, Gorgeous. um, uh, endurance swimmer. And you see him like distance swimmer and you see him next to people who are doing these crazy fast stroke rates. And he's like doing half their speed wow. and just killing everybody. So in the pool, in the just, pool, just like but, but to master. say it is a balance between stroke rate and power, you know, in right. your pull through, like if you have a real powerful pull through, you can afford to take a smaller or. Um, so uh, I have a question. So um, I didn't used to swim with paddles until I got into swim run three ish years ago. Right. And now I will talk about it later, but I use as basically as big a paddles as I can handle or I'm willing to, to dare to use. And I train in them and I don't, I don't, I just use this, that size paddle because if I'm going to race in them, I need to, my shoulders need to be able to handle it. And what do you guys think about that? Good idea, bad idea? I think, well, if it's untested, then it's a unknown, unknown quality idea <laughs> because yeah. I'm just curious, Chris, if you were to put on smaller paddles, how that would impact your times and your sense of um, endurance over the course of a longer effort. Yeah. That'd I mean, be that's interesting to test out. Yeah. That's, I think we should probably do that. Yeah. Because I used to use small paddles and for Casco in the first couple of races, it was, uh, you know, pretty just pool sure, paddles. You're running the mill yeah. speedos or whatever. Power right? stroke yeah. or whatever. Um, but yeah. Since, you know, before before Catalina, I was like, well, I got to get my paddle game up. So I got these Rokas and then, yeah, I just started training them and just using them exclusively. Yeah, I'd be curious to see if you were to switch to a smaller paddle. It sounds like you have built some pretty darn durable shoulders, which is awesome. But I would be curious on a performance level. Mm-hmm. Um, also knowing, going back to stroke rate, that when the, when the water is more disturbed by wind or current um, or swell, that your capacity to glide is is reduced and so that Hmm. sort of bias towards a lower stroke rate for for pool competition swimming that's a good point that's that's it's a a tricky transfer if you're looking at how does that correlate to open water plus currents remember that parsons landing swim at catalina right you just gotta keep your arms moving yeah it's like a local motion just to (laughs) and i don't i don't think this is like the most scientific way of testing it but to like annie's point about like yeah, you may go faster at one point in the race, but how do you fare in the long run in the over the entirety of the race? When I did um, the time trials, like my fastest 100 was with the large paddles. Mm-hmm. Only by one second, though, to my small paddles. 
Um, and then, but over time, over 13, what did I do? 1300 meters for each, each type of paddle. Um, my small paddles were one second faster per 100 for the whole distance. So I don't, now there's a lot of factors that play into that because I'm not used to swimming with the large paddles as I am the small, but it could also point to while they might be faster on smaller segments individually over the course of the period, my shoulders would fatigue and at a higher rate, they got, yeah, I got slower overall. If a Brooke and Annie, if this is your, your, your uh, expertise, how would you recommend kind of structuring a test if someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, I, I'm, I'm using these, you know, it doesn't matter what the brand, but you know, whatever medium sized paddles. And I'm, I'm thinking, and I'm really want to try the bigger ones. How would you kind of recommend testing that out in a, in a controlled setting, like a lap pool? Like if they already had the bigger ones or if they were yeah, let's wondering say they if they have, qualified for an upgrade. Yeah, to see if, if the bigger ones, if they can handle it or if they are faster or if they fatigue does set in. I would do a graded program like you would with anything, like with running, you know, like start doing, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind sorry, of did I throw everyone a there, but <laughs> like, what? I'm sorry. Did I throw everyone a curve? I'm like asking you scientifically. No, 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 no. It's a good question. Um, and, and I've thought about that. Cause I was like, when I had the big paddles, I was like, okay, I noticed I was getting better at using them. And I was like, okay, well maybe this could be something I could grow into, but I would, I would grade your exposure, um, before a race, you know, you do like maybe five, one hundreds throughout your, you know, 3000 yard or meter workout, mm-hmm. um, see how your shoulders fare the next day, you know, however many times you swim a week and then, slowly build it up over time and then just see how your shoulders um, fare during that two-month training period. And if you're starting to get like kind of little aches in that anterior, you know, that um, front shoulder part where you get a lot of like the impingement stuff, mm-hmm. then it's probably you either graded it up too fast or you're, you're just not, you're not ready for bigger paddles. And I would even say it's worth considering that making a goal of racing in the biggest paddle possible may not be as relevant to mm-hmm. good, uh, a solid performance in the sport as, right. as we think based on kind of what we see. So in talking more in depth with John about this and, and going back to kind of what we were saying earlier about how most of the, these races are endurance length distances um, over lots of varied conditions, like, you're, you're going to have different resistance and different variables of, of water movement to work against over the course of a race where overall a quicker stroke rate and a, um, I don't know, and a, a piece of equipment that is going to put the least stress upon your body over a long effort, mm-hmm. that seems like the optimal piece of equipment and Andy, do you know what that has, that has me thinking of? Um, so we, questioning so, all my choices so we just did. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad. We just did the Odyssey <laughs> Swim Run Austin course preview, which you should check out if you haven't heard it yet. Yeah. Um, but in that in that course, so most of the swims are with the current, and and there's three shorter swims that are against the current. And I'm kind of thinking, just based on this conversation, if a lot of the major swims, the last swims like a mile, if you have the current, like maybe you don't need super big paddles. 
and you'll probably appreciate having smaller paddles when you're swimming against the current. You'll be smoked because you'll Absolutely. be able to have a quicker stroke rate. And then if you have if you have a tailwind on some of those bigger swims, I mean, it's probably negligible having. Are you trying to tell me I need to move to smaller paddles? No, I, I'm, I'm thinking for myself. I think I might do it now is too. Is that something that? I mean, just just kind of. I think that's a it. super that sensible sense? conclusion. Yeah, and um, for what it's worth. Just kind of talking to John about how he uses paddles for training and racing and how he decides size. Like we went down a, a major rabbit hole here and he trains with two or three different size paddles depending on hmm. his his workout. And so he uses the small for shorter, faster stuff with higher cadence and stroke rate and for like a tempo effort or a slightly longer or harder effort he would use a medium sized paddle and for like an endurance aerobic pace long session um, he would, in a workout, he would use large paddles just as a strength building element because mm. speed is not his concern. He's doing a workout with mm. the goal, but then for racing across the board, he uses small paddles. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's interesting. interesting. That's kind of, um, similar to Annie, your low hanging fruit, change up your shoes, right. like get, get variability in your stroke yeah. to train all the muscles in all the ways that you need them to be trained for power, for endurance, <laughs> for quick twitch, you know, turnover for stroke rate. You just blew my mind. I, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, need to, I need to find my uh, my other paddles. I know. Well, here, Chris, you can have these ones. So oh, speaking you. of, I mean, I think we covered, if this is the whole episode, this was just super informative, but I'm sure some people want to know what is everyone using and why. Yeah. So let's kind of dive into that now. Um, I'm happy to, to, to take the lead on this one. So I've used a couple different paddles before or should we go over um considerations for swim run paddles i don't think so i mean i feel like we uh i mean they're pretty they're plastic some of them have holes in them and some of them don't (laughs) okay and actually the the holes are kind of a big deal that's true i was going to mention the holes too The more holes the less uh the less strain and they range anywhere from you know i'm sure you could find one Andy, what was your paddle for your? Oh no, you didn't have paddles for it was your budget. Eight ninety five. Eight ninety five, all the way up to the carbon fiber. One hundred and thirty five. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? No, I'm so th- those are carbon fiber paddles, <laughs> and they're but sold they're out. Guys by don't the way, buy those. Sexy. Buy, by the way Frank paddles. <laughs> buy a wetsuit. Frank paddles, carbon fiber. They're sold out. So the price point obviously doesn't matter in the arms race for super light. Wow, swimmer gear. Um. But yeah, and then there's also something that you might not think about, tube attachment. So how does it actually attach to your hand? And there's a couple little, you know, cute tricks to to do with that. Um, but anyway. Also, there's curved versus flat. There's not that many paddles that are curved, but they do make that's that's sort of like a design element and yeah. That's yeah, and actually so so uh so the Roka ones have a little bit of a curve for your palm. And there's a big hole there as well. Yeah. So I, I practice in the Roka, or I train in the Roka ones, the size two. Yeah, pro swim paddles, size two. And those will run you $23. Thank you, Chris. Outstanding. So the reason why I use these is because I thought they seemed really comfortable and cool to train in. I'm vain if you haven't taken that on already. <laughs> and, uh, just as a footnote to that. Tell us Chipper, what color they are. Chipper's also a Roka guy. I'm so. a Roka or yeah, I, I like Roka stuff. They're also lime green like that fluorescent green which I also do like. Um, do they match your sea vendor socks? They I oof, I still have to get the sea <laughs> vendor socks. Uh, so these are like the medium size ones and the, the the little connection 
piece that they that they come with is is really unique, and I haven't seen it anywhere. But it basically has these little notches that you can kind of quickly loosen or tighten. Yeah. But and- over time, over the course of the year since I've had them, they definitely get loose as I'm swimming. So it's like constantly every couple hundred, I'm like yanking with my teeth to, to tighten. I would even up. go. I mean, these so uh, those so I use the same paddles for training and racing, and um. I would say if you're going to go with the Roca, immediately change the attachments to something that's like a solid tube. piece, a solid tube, because if it breaks during a race, I mean, that's the last thing you want. And the solid tubes just are pretty durable, especially if you're going to be hanging hanging this on a carabiner while you're running, if that's going to be your, your method your of transporting of this. Um, some people just keep them on their hands. But yeah, so I use the, the Pro Swim Paddles, the large size which is they're like coral. Oh. Um they're actually they aren't that much bigger. They I mean they they definitely have a little bit more surface area, but they're not like your like the super big synergy ones. Just those things are really dinner plates. Yeah, and and I am actually racing in the arc blades, the large size yeah. though. So I I kind of I did get I did fall into the 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 you know, the size game here <laughs> i do like them they're very very minimalist they're all black they look cool and you can write you know your legs on with silver sharpie and it looks cool they also but have there's no holes there's right? no holes so it's literally whoa so you i mean there's yeah there's only additional holes to to adjust the finger tube and then where the wrist tube would be but i mean if you're talking about you want to move water the the blade is is the way to go because there's no way to go like it's just a solid piece of plastic but i do after having this conversation i've almost decided i'm I'm gonna move to the medium size i think yeah yeah and i would say the other side of that story of these things really move water from the physical therapist's lens is these things really have the potential to scorch your shoulder um yeah. totally. because the resistance i mean it's like um a paddle with amp with a fair amount of holes in it is probably equivalent to like the next size down paddle but solid so like using a size medium arc paddle arc blade is probably equivalent resistance to using like a larger synergy paddle that has more holes even though the surface area is greater exactly okay well the surface area would be greater on the synergy yeah yeah that that make that holes are i think holes are important I think those are important. Should I take yeah. my drill out right now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe after the show. After the show. Okay. Cool. Who wants to take the next, who wants to, you know, who wants talk to talk about next? their paddles next? <laughs> I'll go. Um, I have used the Finesse paddles that Annie talked about in training, which I really like um, just for training, not for swim run because there's no, I guess you could run with them for swim run, but you could easily lose them. Um, and I've been using the synergy paddles. I don't even know if we should say the synergy paddles. They're just like whatever I found on Amazon. They're how much are they, Annie? Like 12 bucks? 895. Oh, 895. Wow. Um, I've been using those since we started using paddles in 2017 and I've used them for all my open water training, all of our races, the, Bands have never broken, knock on oh, wood. Knock on wood, yeah. Um, they have like that solid band the instead solid of the um, hollow one. 
and I absolutely love them. And like I said, I did um, time trials in the pool with them versus the large Roka size two paddles. Mm. And overall, I was a second faster on per 100 across 1300 meters um, than with the large paddles. And I didn't feel shoulder fatigue, which was a big, a big deal. The other thing um, I just want to say that I noticed with the really large paddles, and I don't know if you guys noticed this or if you can compare it with when you use small paddles, is my fingers really hurt. I got like a lot of like yeah. finger soreness because I felt like I was, my my finger flexors were like activated during the whole thing to just try to keep the paddle in huh. place almost. Um, I don't oh. know. I just noticed that and it, it I don't need to add any more soreness to my body than I already do. So I will say the Roka ones have this kind of textured plastic and I've actually found that it does where my finger is, is, is inserted into the tube or, you know, yeah, I actually have been getting like scabs because the texture of the paddle from, from rubbing back and forth, it's like been, been scabbing my finger up. Like I have a callus there now. You just have like, I'm just so delicate. You just need to like, Get he has, a, he has office hands. hands. Yeah, go go chop some wood so, or something. Just got some city <laughs> slicker hands. <laughs> chop some wood. Uh, hold on, I'm putting some lotion on. Um, <laughs> and the uh, Brooke, those have a lot of holes in them too. They seem this very energy. Holy. Yeah. Yeah, and I was actually looking at them online. The ones online, I think. Um, oh no, they have the same amount of holes. But the good thing about those holes is you can adjust where Super your straps customized. go, which I guess Very is kind of the same nice. on the Roka. Like if your middle finger is actually like two centimeters to the to left, the right. you're going <laughs> to move it over. <laughs> then you got, or if you had an unusually long middle finger, you could move it up. Or Jerry yeah. Garcia would have needed these to- sort of paddles as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, and if you have fucked up fingers, we still love you. Like, yes, just yeah. make sure you get the paddles that can... Can deal with yes, them. with many holes. Accommodate, accommodate your middle finger. All right, Annie, you were saying. Yeah, I was saying I use the same ones as Brooke, and I also love them. They're one thing that I'll mention about them is that I have high level of confidence in their durability. These mm, things yes. are oh yeah, bomb proof. And just thinking about what would happen if you broke a paddle in a swim run race, you'd be pretty hosed. And I think with all the rocky transitions and opportunities to drop your paddle, like thinking about having a carbon paddle, like the Frank paddle is You'd be devastated a very, if that broke. What's that? I would be, you would be devastated. $140 oh my God. Or I, it's, it's like, um, it's, it would be like, instead of a soft flask running with like a crystal goblet. And, and, and you would have like an anxiety oh attack if it if it dropped and hit the cement. Oh, You'd be like, <laughs> everything I mean, about it would be so nerve wracking. I mean, I'd be I'm, like, this I'm is not for sure, sports. This is for sure eating my brittle. caviar when I'm done. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I could imagine them being quite fragile, even though they're they're feather light. And honestly, I don't feel like the extra ounce or whatever yeah, um, that my sense. paddle weighs over Frank paddle is is a real issue for my enjoyment of the sport. And ultimately I'm enjoying the sport when I trust my gear. So I love that about these paddles. Yeah. Um, Brooke and I can do like endless high fives with them and they will not be <laughs> compromised. Yeah. And then I also did a, a little trial um, cause I saw this curved paddle called the Speedo Nemesis, 
which is $16.99. And it led me to kind of the conclusion that a curved paddle is not a great one for swim run because you have to store it somewhere while you're running. And they're a lot harder to kind of stick in your wetsuit. Mm -hmm. What about like a second bra? Oh, like a like a seashell bra, yeah, but like, like a, a curved seashell. paddle bra, yeah. like like a little yeah. girl, like a little mermaid. Yeah, a little yeah, mermaid. we can work on that. Although, what happens when you have to get in the swim? You have to take it off, anyways. Um, this I mean, curved but you're paddle, I think, point, also so facilitates like biasing your catch with your hand and not um, not honoring that you can move water with your hand and forearm and that that's actually mm. going to be more effective and put less strain on your rotator cuff muscles. So I think the curved paddle, there's some potential pitfalls with that one. And then yeah. I'm, I'm also seeing something here that I didn't even think about is actually strap technique. You can go over the top and tie it. It's highly recommended. I mean, I would say it's almost mandatory that you tie a knot on the other side of your paddle because yeah. That way you can kind of let them dangle with just the wrist straps on when you're coming out of transition and you don't have to worry about the, the, the two being pulled through and then in yeah. the middle of a race, like trying to ne- thread the needle back through. So do you guys, do you guys dangle? Cause we, we flip and then you have your hands free and then the paddles just on the other side of your hands. Yeah. So, so chipper puts I it in his dangle. Can- you put it in your kangaroo though. Oh yeah, like you pretty much take them off and. But right when I get out of the water, I just yeah. take my finger out and I let it dangle. Get my goggles and I remove them. Yeah. That's my process. Oh. Yeah, um, and I just I have a carabiner, but I'm not super stoked with that setup because they just start like clanking and stuff. Yeah, sound like a jailer. Yeah. But why don't we go into final thoughts? Wait, 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 Chris. What do you wait, use, Chris? What about what? you? Yeah, oh, I, th- I thought I did. Oh, I thought I did. I oh, yeah. That I just used the, oh, yeah. the Roku Roku one. Sorry, I was, yeah. I was listening to the crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Key the crickets. We gotta, I was listening to you. We got to get this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Chris, maybe are you are you going to try out my I am. next Roku step downs? I am, yeah, because I think, I think it's race specific. And I think yeah. that for what we have coming up, just talking out loud on the show like i think smaller paddles for austin probably make more sense and just going and i think it doesn't hurt to just try it and see how it feels yeah like do some do some long workouts i mean i haven't used small paddles in basically a year because since i got the rokas i've just been like well i gotta get good with these if i'm gonna race and totally kind of thing yeah that's a that's a conversation for a whole nother yeah show is like how what should your frequency be on, on on training and everything so I think to kind of summarize and get all the final thoughts here, um, paddles generally will make you faster. You want to make sure that you have the strength and the technique to use a paddle. Now, bigger isn't always necessarily better, as we heard from John Stevens and our own thoughts around here. But yeah, that's... Yeah, and maybe throw on to that durability. And I want to just point out that on swimrunlabs.com, we have... Um, kind of like a research rundown of shoulder injury Ooh. from um, power stroke, like just from the stroke, the freestyle stroke that you guys can check out. It's all evidence-based and kind of tried to put it in a digestible way. But um, we also have some exercises on the website specifically to strengthen the two muscles that are the most common to fatigue in swimming and swimming with paddles, which are the um, subscap of your rotator cuff and the mm-hmm. serratus anterior, my favorite muscle. Um, so yeah. check that out if you guys want some exercise <laughs> ideas to kind of strengthen for use of paddles. 
We'll be sure Love to it. put those in the show notes. Thank you for for chiming in with those tidbits of knowledge. Yeah, Love. thanks for and thanks for you know. I think it's like what SwimRunLabs.com does for people. I don't know if people fully appreciate the resource. I fully appreciate it. That is on there. So if you're listening to the show and you're like, oh wow, they really know what they're talking. About. Like, go to their website. You're going to be like, damn. Get your like, fucking notepad ready, too. Like, they're going to be like, oh, now it totally makes sense why Chris and Tripper want them on the show because they actually know what the hell they're talking about. But elevate. They make us yeah. seem smarter. Yeah, we appreciate that you appreciate Swim Run Labs. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. I, At least someone appreciates Swim Run Labs. Let's all put our paddled hands in and give a big one, two, three, Paddle hurrah. Five. And we'll all be back. <laughs> all Thanks right. for listening. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gear Talk with the Swim Run Labs. You can learn more about all things Swim Run at swimrunlabs.com. If you have any questions or requests for us to review on the show, send us an email at lowtideboyswithaz at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to this and your other podcast and leave a review if you're so inclined. We'd like to thank Writing Easy Records for our show music and, of course, Annie and Brooke for sharing their wealth of knowledge with us. We'd like to give a huge shout out to our wives for letting us do this sort of stuff. And until next time, be sure to go out there and go for a swim. And then a run. And then another swim. And then a run. Might as well throw another swim on there. And a run. And then just keep going. (laughs) Okay. Don't stop. Won't stop. Can't stop. Mm -hmm.